Right. So right. I just like and that's why I use that at the risk of being called a hypocrite. I, I want to put that out there. And that's why I use I, I didn't want to put it out there because I know about that. But that's why I use that crime of passion. Like in a, in a split second, something like that can happen. Yeah. Like if a killing spree, that's different. Like, dog, you know, like I can't if right. you were the D.C. sniper, like, dog, <laughs> yeah. I got nothing for you. <laughs> You know, yeah. like we went to basic training together. We played football. I, I can't do that. You know yeah, what? What up, what up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense, your favorite barbershop-style podcast. I am Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg. Join my co-host, Buff and Rozzy. Fellas, tell them what's on your minds. What up, my youths? So, I don't know if you guys have watched Top Boy on Netflix, but it is actually pretty good. I think they've got three seasons of it right now. I just finished season one started season two uh but it's essentially a a british the wire really really cool show if you like that i i, I kind of feel some type of way that it's it's a drug game type show set in london but all the drug dealers are black but again it's kind of cool seeing like black hood culture type thing uh, in, in British, so I've been on that real hard, um, trying to get my British accent up. Yeah, bad job. Um, <laughs> but you got to think, the hood is everywhere, baby. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Um, the hood is not an American concept. Yeah, just I mean, it's it's so different to see little stuff like you know they carry knives and stuff like that and bats more than they do guns. Uh, and they actually go and like rent the guns from like the arms dealer and I guess take them back or something like that because that's the easiest way to get them but then you don't have to worry it's it's all kind of craziness with it so it's just real cool to just see how it happens there versus over here so if you're looking for something to get your kind of hood fix snowfalls off right now uh, go check that out man it's pretty good and one other show that's really really good right now is Ahsoka on um disney plus so ahsoka is what the the movie should have been man it's like it's it's hitting you in the feels it's all the nostalgia they've already built a lot of the world up um and so it's a really really good way to continue the star star wars storyline without trying to introduce all these new characters and figure out you know who you like and who you don't uh, and so, I mean, it really, they should have just used that. They do introduce new characters. In Ahsoka? I mean, to the average Star Wars fan, like, the, most people don't know who Ahsoka is. I mean, if you watch the Clone Wars or Rebels, like any of the cartoons and stuff, yeah, like, that, yeah, there's that's... still a lot of people who watch Star Wars that know those folks yeah but i mean those are those aren't your average star wars fans like we're the people that you know that watch the you know one through six the original trilogy yeah you're saying like okay for your you know but you're you're right i think it's pretty good so far i'm starting episode three uh it's pretty good it's very interesting so i'm i want to see where it goes yeah but four I was, and five 
four and five is dope. Um, and five, they actually in, they actually put I, that in the theaters. Okay. No, I'm just saying they 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 played it in theaters in like five different cities. So if you were in like New York, Boston, any of those cities, you could actually go watch episode five in the theater. Uh, and it's probably theater worthy. It's a really good episode. So you're really gonna enjoy five for. But that's all I got, man. I I, I just I'm, I've been kind of binging shows. Um, finally finished Suits, buff. Uh, so ready to go watch what is it? Uh, Pearson, I think. Um, yeah. Did you did you do season nine also? Yeah, yeah. Peacock? I went on. Okay. Yeah, it, it's on uh, Amazon, right? Uh, season yeah, nine's on Amazon. Right. So yeah, shifted yeah. over to Amazon, finished out Suits, and so now I gotta figure out if I'm gonna pay for Peacock Plus so that I can watch Pearson uh, one month. So, all these streaming services, See, man, it's it's too much. I'm poor. I ain't See, got it. See if you could do a trial run or something. I already did that when I was watching Bel Air, and so now I'm out. Unless I use a different email address. Do you do you guys have you cut the cord yet, both of you guys? Yeah. Yeah. I'm well, YouTube TV. Yeah, YouTube TV. So I, I moved to YouTube TV. So it's generally cutting the cord, but I mean, you're paying still paying like seventy dollars a month per cable. And what about your internet package? How much are you paying? I mean, uh, I think I pay sixty for mine. So it's still, I mean, it's it's about what you would pay for like it. Cable alone is like one hundred and forty dollars if you got the good stations. So you know, it, it's still yeah. better than that. Yeah, I think I'm gonna cut the cord this week because I'm just paying yeah, way bro. too much. I yeah. need the, the best. Yeah. Anybody Spectrum? I, I I heard that they um they went ahead and signed the deal, so they they'll have ESPN before Monday Night Football. So all your Spectrum customers out there, you guys should be back in business if you're still with them. But like Ferg said, you probably need to just cut the cord and come over to YouTube TV because it's actually much much better for you. You're streaming everything that you really need. You get your local channels and everything, um, and it's much cheaper than regular cable. Yeah, I have because I have Apollo, the Apollo app, which is pretty good. It just doesn't give you all the channels. It's just kind of sometimes a little cumbersome to navigate. But I think I'm about to I think I'm about to cut the cord this week. I'm going to call my cable companies, cut, try to cut the cord and just get a good Internet package and sign up for YouTube TV. Is there a free trial? Uh, I don't think so. I think they give you first month free. OK, let's do uh, that right now. So you can you can sign up and then it'll just auto renew after that. OK, I might do that. Mm-hmm. This weekend. All right, what you got, Buff? Uh, Colin Kaepernick is not coming back. <laughs> Are people still so waiting on that? <laughs> can we stop? I mean, what has been since 2016? Every year, a prominent quarterback gets injured. Hey, well, you know there's a quarterback out there. Yeah, they they know it too, and they're not signing him. He's not coming back. Let that go. That has sailed. Um, what's up? I don't even. I mean, I don't even think it's a realization. I think it's just a running joke. It's part of the culture now. I think it's just well, his his agent reportedly reached out to I, the Jets. I don't even know if that's real. Like, I it, I just it's made up that part. Made I, up. I just feel like did you see it on a credible source? I didn't. You know what? I didn't even check the source. Yeah, like, I just feel what, like I see post and it's like because even if it's credible, it's like. It, it doesn't matter. He's yeah, and I, I don't. I don't even think Colin. Maybe he did. When I saw it, I'm like, and I'm like, this is probably just made up. It's just, oh, here's a Colin Kaepernick uh, meme for the year because I saw one with him kneeling next to 
uh, Aaron Rodgers and him throwing the ball again. It's just he would not be good. He's been out the game too long. He, like we're we're complaining about quarterbacks that didn't play in preseason and how rusty they look because they didn't play a few minutes in preseason. This dude hadn't played for half a decade. He didn't yeah. gonna come in there and light it up. Yeah, I, I, I can attest to that because I mean, six months after I retired from the army, I got fat. So I I know he just yeah, it's 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 all downhill, all downhill. <laughs> so. I, I, that's all I got and I've made it to Denzel movie number 20 which just like I said with Glory although you kind of corrected me on that one for because I said Glory wasn't really a Denzel movie a soldier story is not a Denzel it's not he's such a side character I, if, I didn't count his screen time but I wouldn't be surprised if his total screen time was five minutes now his character spoiler alert winds up being the main part of the plot but his screen time is very low but something I did notice about that movie there is there are all versions of hating black people you got the obvious white people that don't like black people you got Sarge who doesn't like the country bumpkin type of negro you got Denzel's character that spoiler alert again that winds up killing Sarge so it's just like hate from all different angles in that movie and it's all towards black people so that was just kind of like a small nuance I noticed because Sarge like he didn't mean for um old boy to do what he did but overall he just didn't like guys from the south he felt like they made black people as a whole look bad so mm-hmm. it's which, one of my- which was a very common you know, yeah, like yeah. thought process back exactly. then, like especially Northern blacks, you know, mm-hmm. your talented tent, that, that idea was there and they, they didn't and like country the fact country they made him light skinned too. He was, they yeah. had, they had the colorism in there I mean, too. it's still yeah. there. I mean, people from the South, especially with your draw, are looked down upon. You have people from the Midwest, the West Coast. If you had to do a hierarchy of the, the nation's Negroes. Oh yeah. The South would be automatically at the bottom. You know, when mm-hmm. I first went to FAM, you know, I got the, you don't act like you from Alabama, whatever the hell that means. You don't act <laughs> like you don't sound like, you know, and for a lot of these people, that's just their impression of that, of, you know, the South. And I, I, I always double down and say, you get outside of any major city in any state, it's all the same. Yes. You get a, a dude from upstate a black dude from upstate new york connecticut like all these areas like it's the same um so it is what it is that's that's all i got though man so number that was number 20 it's funny that you actually gave me a perfect segue to what i was gonna bring up we can't win for losing man so we were screaming coco last week and she's getting hate now getting a little more backlash and so you brought up Colin Kaepernick. And so he got his backlash from kneeling for police violence, right? Mm-hmm. Coco, immediately after winning the U.S. Open, kneeled down and prayed. And ESPN made a comment saying, you know, Coco took time to kneel and take it all in. And Coach Tony Dungy kind of corrected me like, no, that girl was praying. Like she was thanking God, you know. And 
Yeah, right wing media said, "Come on over here. Let us put a let us put our arms around you." But then she was praying. But then people got mad. Like it became a whole thing. It was like, "Oh, so you're saying because she prayed, she won?" And what about the people who lost their lives in the earthquake and the tsunami? Like it became. So people can't even pray in peace. Like it's to the point where it's like, so your prayer is better than theirs. And so she got there's it was. I was like, you can't kneel to pray. You can't kneel to protest. People just find a reason to complain. Now, it's, she it's, wanted- like that, it's, it's like that post. Um, they have the glass of water and they're like, just to show you people argue about anything. Here's a cup of water. And so it's just it. it they People like to argue and complain and, and be different. Uh, so, yeah. so quote unquote <laughs> there's a uh, there's a meme with Jesus <laughs> handing out the fish oh yeah <laughs> it's like can you fry my heart <laughs> I, want, I want some hot sauce with mine Jesus <laughs> not even Jesus could, could, could appease you Negro I, I really believe that it's just have we gotten that are we that spoiled as I want to say a people I want to just say as I don't know if it's an American thing I don't know what it is but that we we are so hell bent on finding fault with anything that doesn't directly align with our beliefs or our daily happenings it's like how are you knocking? She didn't ask anybody to prayer, pray. She didn't come up first, giving honor to God. She gave honor to her parents and her, her coaching staff. She prayed by herself. And, you know, we've all talked about our, our thoughts on religion and all that stuff. And I have no, no qualms with anything she did. It's just amazing. I just, I just, I just get so, there's always one so yeah I, th- I think people just like I said that they want to argue people today just have to have an opinion on everything and they want to they want to put it out there so what ends up happening is you have so many different perspectives just out in the open because of social media that it feels like we're just arguing constantly before you just didn't hang with those people that had that difference of opinion so you never really you didn't get into it with them as much you didn't argue with them as much because all all your all your friends were racist too all your friends were you well, know like it it, it was kind of like that I, I i yeah i think to a certain extent though i feel like everything wasn't thrown in your face so you had nothing to really argue about like if you know, it's just like you, if you scroll on social media, you're going to see in the, if we scrolled on social media for 10 minutes, we're going to see probably 30 topics we don't agree with. Right. And so now you technically like, I would have never thought about that. I would never thought about praying um, before a game and, you know, and the, the place it plays in athletics, you know, like never went across my mind. Like we think about, it, we actually have to, take time to think about what we're going to talk on the show talk on the show about like these are people so we're literally just sitting yep yep nope nope hold on you know um 
you're right. Like people won't have the platform, but neither will we have the platform to see it. So we just, I think we're so conditioned to like social media is a survey. It's a mental survey at this point. Every time you're scrolling, you're thinking about, do I agree? Do I agree? That's funny. That caught my, 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 my attention and the algorithm, right? So mm-hmm. it's weird. Let's go ahead and jump into it, man. Um, is Sophia around? She is, and she she was trying to tell me the joke, and I wouldn't let her. So obviously, it's a good one today. So we'll see. Hold on. By Mancarella, by Mancarella standards. <laughs> Hold on. Hello. 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 Hola. <laughs> so you doing? So Dora, your name's your name's Dora. Uh, Okay, I thought you were Sophie. I'm bad. It's it's inside joke. (laughs) Yeah, that's our. Yeah. Did your hair get longer, Sophie? Uh, No, I just got braids. Okay. Did you like to see them? Oh, I thought that was your. You got you got inches. Your braids braiding. I feel you. I see you. <laughs> braids are braiding. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So how how's your week going? Thank you. My week is going very well. So what party are you going to this weekend? Because I heard you the you're the socialite of your school. No, no. I don't want to. I want to go to sleep in the weekend. <laughs> Just so busy, so busy. You know, the, the <laughs> your people want you. Want they they want to see you. The people want us. Yeah, people the, want to know. The people want. Let them eat cake, Sophie. <laughs> so what's going on? So I heard you got a good joke for us. Yes. What kind of what kind of bug can tell the time? <laughs> a clockroach. <laughs> I'll be here all week. <laughs> what, that, that what, does that even mean? <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The outro that 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 did. <laughs> Follow me and subscribe. Oh, oh. <laughs> right. All righty, that was that was a good one. You got her this week, Razzy. Your, your, your one last week, I think, might have been better than hers. See? See, there you go. You, you, but but a cockroach is actually a pretty funny joke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I get it. Um, I guess I'll go first this week because I didn't go last week, huh? Oh, yeah. So my question, I don't know if it's going to take that much time because we kind of talked about it before. But I want to go a little more in depth. So I'm pretty sure you guys heard about Michigan State suspending their football coach, Mel Tucker, without pay this past weekend after uh, allegations became public about his sexual harassment allegations. Right. And so I, I, I was debating with some people, you know, in today's world, there's the in the court of law, it's innocent until proven guilty and then but the court and public appeal opinion it's guilty until proven innocent i mean you know michigan state had to protect themselves i get it right um but it made me think so you got to do what you got to do but also recently did you guys ever watch that 70s show a little bit okay so there's a character on there Hyde, he was probably one of the funnier characters, but Danny Masterson 
recently uh, was sentenced to 30 years in jail for uh, rape. Rape, yeah. Multiple counts of rape um, from the early 2000s. He was on the show with two of his probably more famous co-hosts, I mean, um, co-stars, who are Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher. You're familiar with those two, right? So there, this might be the backlash episode. They're getting a lot of backlash for their support of Danny during his trial. Well, they were writing letters to the judge um, about his character, trying to reduce his sentence and almost saying it would be, you know, a discredit to take him away from his daughter. So um, let me give you some of the quotes from the letters that the character letters he wrote. Um, Kutcher refers to Masterson as a role model and extraordinarily honest, extraordinarily honest. He is among the few people that I would trust to be alone with my son and daughter. Kunis writes, uh, Masterson's exceptional character and tremendous positive influence on her. And their attempt was, they've known for over 25 years. And this was on, on, on request from the family to kind of help lessen the blow. So we, we've talked about standing by your friends, right? Standing by the people you love in their hard times, right? But where does that stop? Do you, you know, it's easy to love who you love, support who you love, support who you support, you know, because a lot of times we say the good outweighs the bad. But when you're out here raping people and stuff like that, does the good ever outweigh the bad? Do you can you still stand by that person despite all of that? And, and if so, how do you do that? Do you write that character letter to help lessen the situation? So if Mel Tucker is my friend, because I don't know all of the details, but what from what I have read is that it was he's claiming that it was consensual and that there was no I think he tried to break it off with her. And, and this is like a revenge. I would say you got to kind of be a little more careful with who you even choose to get involved with to even put yourself in that situation. She's a well-known rape survivor probably not the best candidate for you to get it. Not saying she should never be allowed to be in a relationship, but I'm just saying you really have to choose wisely. So I think in his case, if I'm his friend and I don't think anything has been, I don't believe anything has been proven, then I stand by him. With the 70s show guy, I believe it was proven that he raped those people. And then it just comes down to just like I say, when people, what actually this is kind of different. I was going to say when people choose what celebrities they support, you know, you just, you know, if they've done bad things. You just focus on the art that they do. Like I said, I still listen to Dr. Dre. We know about the abuse allegations, but that is different than being his friend and still sticking by his side. So with that said, if I had a boy that got uh, found guilty of rape, I think that would be hard for me to stand by him. I would probably still have love for him, but as far as, you know, so-called being in his corner, I think there's a certain... Everybody has their list. I have I have certain crimes that are just... I can't 
you know what I mean? I can't, I can't really rock with you anymore. Yeah. What about you, Ryan? I, 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 yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I, I initially was like, I would write the letter. Um, that was just my first thought as, as my homeboy, if my homeboy did that. And the main reason why I initially thought that was sentencing is so subjective when it comes to the judge and if they're found guilty whatever I want if that's my homeboy I want them to get the less least amount of sentence that they can get not the most right I, if it's 5 to 10 years I want them to get sentenced to 5 right that as my homeboy because what I'm hoping is that they're going to pay their dues to society yada 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 learn their lesson that's initially what I thought then I thought about they rape somebody and depending on like you said buff what came out is it just a he said she said or is it like oh she got a rape kit you know he he beat her and it's junior off of the um the players club you, you know what i mean it, it's one of those things that all right at that point where I, we kind of knew that type of thing i probably am going to distance myself from him i'm not going to do it if it's a you know it's a breakup he thought she was down for it she wasn't they role play like this all the time and just so happens this time it you know he he took it too far but he he, he it wasn't like a oh i'm i'm like literally, literally trying to rape you type thing um it, it, it i'm really i'm gonna have to get into the weeds of what actually happened well the, uh, the, with the allegations are pretty pretty like yeah he he was fucked up you know, it was multiple yeah, women. Yeah, too, it was right? it was three yeah. allegations. One was with a uh, young lady that he was in a relationship with, and I think they didn't um, sentence him to that one. But the other two, they were, and it's I'm not going to say it's funny. It's 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 not even weird. It's a perfect example of the nuances of life and what you know how we try to be such good people and try to do the right thing, but still are willing to bend our our moral fiber to support the people that we care about. Because I'm surprised that you said you would write the... No, actually, I'm, I don't know if I'm surprised that I said you would write the letter. For me, in the first situation, like, I'm going to stand by you to give you the support you need to go through whatever is about to happen. Like, that's what I can do as a friend. That's how, about all I can do as a friend. Rape is really tough because it's one of those situations where in many instances it's it's premeditated or it's over a it's a over a period of time. It's just not like it just happened. You know, even like a crime of passion, and I'm not excusing it, but like if you walk in and you know, there people have gotten off of crime because of or lesser sentence because of crime of passion. You come in and your wife is cheating on your husband is cheating on you, you just react really fast, you pull a gun and you shoot, and it's over. You know, we're talking about 15 seconds. Your life has changed, right? Um, you just black out. It's like you're 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 in the act. There's so many things that have to happen for you to physically rape somebody. And continue to rape somebody that is just a little it's different. And so my thing is, I wouldn't write the letter because, like I said, I think in our previous episode, I'm not supporting any of your actions. I, I can't support you and try to even if if it's five to ten, I got to let the I, I got to let the chips fall where they may. 
especially if it's something that is like, dog, you raped her. Like, it's just, huh, do we want to give him five? Do we want to give him 10? Like, hey, that has nothing to do. I'm going to let the powers that be make that decision. Now, if you get 10, in this case, he got 30. I'll come visit you. I'll try to be a friend to help you get through those 30 years. And hopefully, by you know, at some point, and even at this point, because that was in the early 2000s, you're a better person. So, so as that friend, say you went to jail, do you want the homeboy visiting you that went write a, le- a character letter for you? Like you say, you will visit me, but I'm, I'm, I'm I flat out. I, yeah, so, you wouldn't write a character that's, that's letter a good for question. me. That's, I, that's up to him. I yeah, mean, that, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's up to you. But if you know my mom, <laughs> yeah, but like, dog, like I can't. You got, Bryce, you got two daughters. If you went and wrote my character, like, dog, I got two daughters. I. You know, and we might not even talk about it. It's like, how you holding up? Like, man, it's rough in here. Like, you know, like it is what it is. Like, I didn't think about you or he didn't think about you when he was raping. It's just like, I can't. I as a friend, this is how as far as I can go. Like, I can't. I'm not going to lie for you. I can't like when you're wrong, you're wrong. Right, right, but but what I'm saying is, it, it, especially a character letter, and I hate that I'm having, I'm defending this, but what I'm saying is, it's like you're writing that character letter off of what you know of that person, right? Like, it, it, I'm not, I'm not saying lie for them or anything like that. Be like, yo, here's what I know of this person, you know. I, especially if this, your, if I'm writing this letter, I, hopefully it it's one of my close homeboys. I'm not doing that for just an acquaintance that I don't know. It's gonna be one of y'all or something like that that. Like, look, I talk to this dude every week. This, that, this, that, and the other. It, it, it might have he he took it too far. You know what I'm saying? And again, it, it's it's the the facts of the matter, right? If if you raped, you went on a raping spree, and you'd rape seven girls type thing versus it's like one date rape type thing, and it's like he he went too far. I get it, but it, it, he's ultimately a good dude. So taking what Ferg said, this was three. That's that's more than enough for me. So the best oh, yeah, yeah. I can I do I ain't writing that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the best I can do, he has kids and stuff. The best I can do is say, Hey, what do you want me to do for your family? I'll I'll look out for them. You know, if it was certain things that you took care of, I'll I'll take care of that for you. As far as a character letter, I I can I can't write that because clearly I didn't know you were the type of person that could rape three different people. So me saying this is the person I know, that shit don't matter because clearly that wasn't the person you are. It, so so I can't truthfully write a character letter because I don't know you like that. And, and so when I was thinking about this, my my thought process is like, we always talk about the good outweighing the bad. And is it is it is it because you got ten good things and one bad thing? In this case, three bad things. Like you've done thousands of. He, 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 rapes, he don't save. <laughs> he don't save. He, he rapes, but he saves. You know, um, and a big part of it was they're all part of the Church of Scientology, and so the ladies were kind of scared to come out or pushed or coerced not to come out because they're trying to protect the church. And part of it was like they can't really testify or go to the police about people that are members of that group. If the memory serves correct, that's what, that was a big part of it. So like, why now? It's like, yeah, we were, you know, we were down with the Church of Scientology, and we can't really do anything, and the whole church was trying to cover it up. And like, I want you. Like, it's I can try to be your friend and help with your family because they don't they don't have anything to do with it. They didn't deserve this, right. and maybe you have done good for twenty five years, but at this point, I can't. 
I, I can't, you know, the good outweighs the bad. Dude, those old three days, three nights outweigh the the everything you've done in your life. That's not for me to decide. That's for those victims to decide. All I can do is be a friend to you moving forward. And my wife and daughter ain't coming to see you. Ooh. If Tab said you can't rock with him anymore. How well, he can about you? to be locked. He about to be locked up. So I ain't, ain't going to be really rocking. I'm just with saying like, you can't visit him like all this stuff because you have a daughter, you know, like she's like, how would you feel if that was your, 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 you know, and I don't even want to talk about it. Cause I just, I don't like putting those situations out in the air, but like, mm-hmm. you know, I, 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 I hear out, but I do, I, I have to give full transparency because we have a friend that committed a horrible crime and if their family members would listen to this, they would be like, well, Buff, you wrote a character letter for him. And that's why at the beginning I said, it just depends on the detail and the details of that particular night that involved our friend. I could put myself in that situation and I can see why what happened happened. Right. So right. I just like, and that's why I use at, that at the risk of being called a hypocrite. I, I want to put that out there. And that's why I use, I, I didn't want to put it out there because I know about that. But that's why I use that crime of passion. Like in a in a split second, something like that can happen. Yeah. Like if a killing spree, that's different. Like dog, you know, like I can't. If you were the DC sniper, like dog, yeah. I got nothing for you. You know, like we were the basic training together. We played football. I I can't do that. You know what? <laughs> you know so. Okay, that's it. You know, so the question is: Does the good outweigh the bad? Yeah. Yeah. Who's up next? Yeah, I, I, I'll go. I'll go. Remember last week I said I had two questions, so I'm just going to bring it forward. Uh, and this may go a little bit into some of the conversation we were having earlier. Um, or you were just super adamant about um, kind of the, the cop not hitting the, one, the, the woman or whatever. But uh, I don't know if you guys saw the situation where a pregnant woman was killed by a police officer. Um, after shoplifting, so she was shoplifting. The cops got to the car. I guess the store had called the police or whatever. Police tried to tell her to get out of the car. She wouldn't get out of the car. One of the cops pulled the gun and stood in front of the car, and so she pulled off and like tried to speed off, but the cop was right in front of her. Uh, and fired one shot, hit her, and then she ended up dying. She was pregnant. The baby died as well. Um, and so. It, it, it ended up on you know D.L. Hughley and all, all the kind of the social media posts and they were talking about the cop and, and how he shouldn't have been drawing his weapon or whatever and they were trying to kind of go after the cops uh, so I want to get you guys thoughts on this situation because you know we, we come down on cops so often but do you do you rock with the cops or do you think the cops kind of did the right thing in this situation because it you know, we were so often and so quick to say, oh, that person was black. They shouldn't have shot or they shouldn't have um, had the weapons drawn uh, when the woman wouldn't get out. But, um, you know, this was kind of a, a little different. It wasn't that she clearly had done something wrong. She clearly wasn't listening uh, and ended up getting uh, killed ba- based on that. So thoughts on it. So I want to be clear and let the listeners know, especially depending on how long you've been rocking with us. I don't always take the the so-called unarmed black person side. 
There has been a time I've taken the cop side. Most recently in Atlanta, I think the Wendy's parking lot, when the dude tried to, uh, he fought with the officers, grabbed one of their tasers and all that stuff, he wound up getting killed. So I'm on the officer's side on that one. As bad as that situation is. With that said, I don't dislike uh, with the that 70s show dude we just talked about. I don't know enough about this, but from what you just said, I can't imagine shoplifting rising to the the level of force of drawing your weapon. Like even if she gets away, it, it, it's shoplifting. Like what 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 did what did she take? Let's let's see if that matters. What do you know what she took? No, I don't even know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so yeah, I, I can't I can't I can't see that. Now, when you say she tried to take off, she she drove her car at him? Yeah. Yeah. So what happened is she had made it to her car. She was in her car. The police were saying, hey, get out the car, ma'am, get out the car, get out the car. She wouldn't get out the car. One of them, she was still parked. Right. So one of the cops pulled like got in front of the car. And I guess that's when they pulled the weapon because she had the car. She turned the car on and she tried to pull off. He fired a shot, ended up hitting her. Uh, I hate to ask all these questions. Was he in uniform? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was responding to the shoplifting call. Okay, so let's. I'm gonna I'm just take it step by step and let Fur jump in. I don't think the cops should have initially had his weapon out. I also don't think he should have positioned himself in front of the vehicle. I feel like that is bad police tactics, in my opinion. With that said, he was there. You cannot drive your vehicle at an officer. And so at that point, when he shot, he shouldn't have had his gun already out. But once she moved her vehicle towards him, now I'm like, mm, you know, because po- police do not have to like, I know people say he could have moved. An officer does not have to retreat. That's why that's what's he in uniform, because we have a lot of these plain clothes jump out boys. And that's why police officers wear uniforms. So the person can't say, oh, I didn't know. So. Well, thank you for explaining a lot of that and clarifying a lot of that, Byron. Um, for me, I would have to see it because you described it, and I'm pretty sure your description is pretty accurate, but I think that's how people get convicted all the time. They take somebody's interpretation of what happened versus, and now, unfortunately, you know, whether she was he was right or wrong. Unfortunately, that lady is not here to tell her side of the story. So I'm going to kind of pick up where you left off, Byron. So shoplifting, maybe she stole some. Maybe there's a I don't know. Where were they at, Byron? I mean, Rizzi? Uh Let me see. I think it was Ohio. Maybe there's like uh, a limit of what you can steal that requires deadly force or something law that I don't know about. You know, over five hundred dollars, you get shot. You know, four ninety nine. You're good. Whatever it was, had to be crazy because this isn't until the gun was drawn and the car was moved. This didn't seem like this should end with deadly force. Like nothing about this situation. So, Byron, I think you did a great job of exp- describing how the cop reacted and the fact that the cop did not have to move, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time. What do you do when you're in your car and a cop has a gun pointed directly at you? I'm pan. I'm just 
what if I'm trying to just get the fuck out of it? Like I'm panicking now. Like I'm pulling off because like I'm I'm spooked. Like is this guy about to shoot me? And obviously he's in a you know he's a type person. I'm not saying he's right or wrong that will use deadly force. You know, so it's like, how did I get this gun pulled at him on me? He wants to kill me. Like if they would have broke my window and tried to pull me out the car, that's a whole other thing. But I shoplifted, and this guy has his gun pointed at me. Oh sh! I'm about to die. I got to get the fuck out of here. And I'm not excusing her actions. I'm just saying, like, there's a whole other part of it. Like my thing is, I I I've sat down before and just like, how would I react in these situations? Like if if the if the guy pulled his gun on you or he told you to get out or this like, how do you react? And I don't know how it reacted. I, I hope that I would have got off the car or, you know, but when by the time the gun is pulled, what do you do at that point? And you are right. This is the backlash episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um I I'll say I'll add this too. You know, once he pulled his gun out, there's a that's a very good chance she didn't notice the uniform. Like once a gun is in your face. You tend to focus only on that gun. So for all we know, and this is when you bring up, it's unfortunate that she's dead. She can't give her side of it. But we don't know. Like for all I know, I asked was he in uniform, but that doesn't mean she knew. With that said, though, just assuming that she did know because, you know, you stole something. Somebody's out there with a gun. He's yelling, police, stop. I, I assume there's some police cars out there. Lights probably on. He's in uniform. You ask what you would do. You're right. I don't know exactly what I would do. But usually a gun makes you freeze. It doesn't make you throw a car and drive and press the gas. Oh, duly, duly noted. Okay. That that makes sense. Like I said, I just I just don't know. Like I, I feel like Um, I think the closest thing is not the closest thing. It's when things escalate so fast you just even know can get there. So it makes me think of a high school where it was like, we're gonna do it, we're gonna end this talent show. And we're gonna dance and cut the music off. That's that's the end of it. You can't get in trouble. And then you run, you realize like the prince was walking over you and get suspended. Like it's just like if you shoplift a little bit, then the police. The worst case is you're gonna go to like the little Walmart jail, and the police gonna come out there and arrest. But it's like, oh shit, there's a gun. Like, how did we get here? How do I have a gun pointed at my face? And it just everything just spirals out of control like yeah your natural reaction might not be to put the car in park i mean and drive but how did we get here this guy has his gun pulled on me he's about to kill me because there's no reason for him to pull his gun on me because you like said he stepped in front of the car before did he step in front of the car before she put it in drive mm-hmm. yeah he was there in front of the car already telling her to get out like one cop it was two cops one cops on the side by the door telling her and then the other cops in front of her and so he pulls his gun yeah yeah the car wasn't in drive at this point no but she was resisting she wouldn't she was just resist- resisting we, we agree she was resisting but when you step in front of me and pull your gun i don't know what, how do we get here I, so so i'm just gonna throw my answer out there because I, I have some really really close friends that are police officers um and and if my friends were in that situation 
whether they pulled the gun, whether they needed to pull the gun or not, whatever. If they were in that situation, they're trying to get her out of the car, telling her to get out. You got to think this is a parking lot, right? There's cars around, completely surrounded. That's probably the only other spot the cop, the secondary cop could be in uh, to be able to see her and cover his uh, partner, right? Um, and I, I am on the cop side on this one. Like Buff said, when she put it in drive and and she started barreling at him, you know she's pulling out and he takes a single shot and just if it ha- if it hits her, it hits her. Or, I, I mean, or your friend could have stayed in front of her and not pulled his gun out and maybe she would never put the car in drive. Like you, you can say maybe, but, but ultimately it, when it comes down to he, we'll, we'll just put it like this: he did have the right to do that as the cop protecting himself, whatever. If you felt there that was way. no danger. I, I, where was the danger? She she has not put the car in drive. There's no danger. I'm sitting in a car. If, if the car's on, if the car's on. So I'm re I'm reading up on it now. She actually exchanged words with the cop. Are you going to shoot me? So she knew what she was doing. Okay, right. And she was she was stealing some motherfucking liquor. Yeah. Like so right. so ultimately. I ain't gonna say too much more because I don't want to sound too Republican. Right, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. So, so that's what I'm saying. Like you, it is you didn't give us all the details. It's, like in my, in my, from the, what you gave us, like I can't always just say, I was, I wasn't saying he was wrong, but like I can't just say that that she didn't know what was going on until when if Byron would have said she exchanged words with a cop, um, all this stuff, and asked, "Are you about to shoot me?" And I mean, his answer was yes. <laughs> And so, you know, and sometimes people get, they feel challenged. Like, you gonna arrest me? I wasn't gonna arrest you until you said yes. Or, or, or you're gonna arrest me. Because, you know, and not saying this sways my answer. I, I, will, I will go with you guys on this. I agree. But what I will say is, you gotta admit, sometimes it's a power trip. I wasn't gonna arrest you, but when you got a little attitude, I'm gonna arrest you. You still wouldn't, didn't have, like, just because you got upset doesn't mean you should arrest me. Just because I asked where you're going to shoot me doesn't mean you should shoot me. But, you know, uh, if she was aggressive, possibly drunk and combative, I was a pregnant chick stealing liquor. Baby, daddy, maybe. I don't know. Uh, husband, whatever. But I, I know I've lost the listeners. I do want to reiterate, though, it's a very unfortunate situation. And I do mean it. It's unfortunate. It's a very, like, at the end of the day, she lost her life over something that you know, at the end of the day, I wish the store would have just let her have it. Like it's not that serious. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yeah. God, but but like back, like backlash. I I just kind of going to what we were arguing about earlier today with the we we automatically move to shouldn't have happened. All cops are bad. You know, every time somebody uh, gets Nobody shot, we're, we're automatically. Well, I know, but uh, like what what we're saying, like what we were arguing about earlier, was that that was the conversation with that guy that that we watched the video that we watched was he was saying that you know we automatically move and say that um you know if, if it was if the person was black they would have got shot if this happened they would have got shot cops do this and it's i i want to make sure we don't blow it out of proportion and automatically paint that broad brush every time somebody gets shot we're automatically saying it was the cops fault we're automatically saying uh, and we've, we've called that out a couple times on this show, right? Like, don't jump to, oh, it's because the guy was black or because the girl was black, that's why they got shot. I, I just want to make sure we we try to keep an even keel with that. 
uh, and still call it what it is because we we do agree that it, chances are if the person's black that that police officer might react more violently uh, than before but that doesn't mean that the police officer was wrong when they did it just because they may have reacted a little more violently I know that sounds like I'm kind of trying to play both sides but I want to make sure <laughs> I, no I, I mean I am but I'm not like I'm, I'm not trying to play both sides what I'm trying to do is be nuanced with it I, I don't I don't want us to try to like put these big buckets and just say you got to fit in both of these this bucket or that bucket because that's not how the world works just like we just with your question right like it's nuance to it it's not just a I'm gonna write the letter or I'm not gonna write the letter it is what did they do how bad was it how many times did they do it whatever we got to make sure we're looking at each situation as its own situation. Um, and if we can see patterns in it, we address the patterns, but we don't look at that situation as it's automatically in the pattern. Uh, which, uh, how are we looking on time? We got time? Yeah, we good. All right. If it's not the backlash episode, it's definitely the nuance episode. So do you guys know who Stephen Fry is? No. Name he sounds familiar. A, he's a British um, actor, comedian. And he's also gay, and that matters because of the question I'm going to ask. But he did, he said um, in one of these debates that I watched, one of his opening lines, uh, one of his quotes in one of his opening, um, I guess, arguments or whatever it was, he said, I believe one of the greatest human failings is to prefer to be right than to be effective. Political, political correctness is always obsessed with how right it is without thinking how effective it might be. I do relish transgression and I deeply and instinctively distrust conformity and orthodoxy. So basically what he was saying was, you know, just how people on the left are trying to force everybody to accept, you know, his lifestyle or the LGBTQ lifestyle or how black people, you know, argue for certain things. He's saying that instead of fighting for so much political correctness, are we stopping to think, is it effective? So my question is, is it more important to be right? And even if that means forcing some political correctness on people, or is it more important to be effective and find uh, a more, I guess, harmonious way to agree on a lot of these tough issues that we discuss a lot of times? One phrase, separate but equal. How'd that work out for us? <laughs> right? Like, no, you you have to you have to be right and then be effective being right. Because um, if not, if you're looking for that harmonious living and everything like that, if black people were looking living for harmony, they would accept a separate but equal shut up and, and ate in their restaurants and went to the back doors. If, if, gay people wanted to live harmoniously um they would have just stayed in the closet and only went to their clubs and you know eh, if they shoot a, if they shoot our club up every once in a while no big deal right like that you, you sometimes you gotta burn down the system to b- rebuild it the, the right way uh so i i definitely think that being right is is more important but along those lines, in order to get people to accept it, you have to be effective in your messaging. You you got to do it smartly 
right? You can't just say, well, I'm right. And so take my way or leave it. Uh, especially if you're the minority, if you're the minority, you're not going to get the majority on board. You have to sell whatever your rightness is and get people to, uh, to follow along and agree with you. If you can't get them to agree that you are right, then I mean, you, you're not going to get an inch and you're never going to get to where you need to be. Perfect. So this is a nuance episode then because it only matters if you're right, if you're in the majority, because therefore it's effective. Mm. And if you're in the minority, you have to be effective to mm. get over the fact, the point over your point that it's right. So a lot of times, like in the black community, we're and I'm probably going to lose some people on this. We're so quick to say this is the problem. This is the problem. White people give us, give us our 40 acres and a mule and stuff like that. Even though that might be right, it's not effective because the people in power are saying you might be right, but I'm not about to tell you, I'm not about to act like I'm the villain. I'm not about to accept your, your, the things that come with your rightness make me the bad guy. And I'm not about to do that. Same thing that happened with men and women, all this stuff. We'll never get anywhere until we can have an effective conversation. You know, um, you were talking about, you know, gay, the gays and blacks, Rizzi. You know, civil rights happened. It didn't have to happen. It didn't have to. The majority allowed it to happen. Right? It, they, they, they slowly, quasi-effectively transitioned to more right than wrong. You know, um, it wasn't that, well, you know, this is just so wrong that we're just going to change everything. It's like, nah, all right. We, you know, we, we fucked up a little bit. So they, they, gave, they gave you, they gave you a little bit, Like we got a little bit, you know, we still have a long way to go. And so when we, when we browbeat people within their wrongness, it never works. If you are, if you are the minority and I hate to say, it, that's why, you know, when we talk about like, I understand racism because like, if you're going to browbeat me to this, I'm just not going to give in. Why would like, I'm fine. Racism works for me as a white guy. <laughs> and so you want me to give up all this just because you're upset. And then you're going to make me the bad guy too. No. Why would I give up that? There's, there's, there's no benefit to the general white public to give into or, or eradicate systematic racism. There's no benefit. Absolutely none. Just call it what it is. There's no benefit. So why the hell would they do it? Because it's right? Nah. I'm done. <laughs> Man, two perfect, uh, two perfect answers. I'll just follow up. I'll just follow up with this. I think you need both, kind of like what you guys just said. I think when there is injustice and that a law needs to be passed in order to change that injustice, then it, it, I think it's more important. You do need the effectiveness, but it's more important to be right. You need to like you're not going to maybe convince every racist to start liking black people, but you, you're going to force them to stop hanging them, to start letting them eat in restaurants, not have to sit at the back of the bus, things like that. But however, I think like in Canada, when they tried to pass a law or maybe they did. pass No, they tried to pass a law where they were going to compel you to address 
everyone by whatever gender they identified as. And it's like 36 different genders. I I don't I don't think that's effective. And maybe that's maybe that's so-called right, because everybody, you know, you do want to be called what you choose to be called, but you can't compel someone by law to start addressing me as them or address me as whatever of the other 35 genders there are like that. So I think you need both, but I don't want to talk too much on it because I think both of you just you answered that perfectly. I think that's a perfect example because I think it's a more modern day it's probably one of the newer civil rights or, you know, quality laws we're talking about is just gender rights. Mm-hmm. And you're right. You can't force anybody. I think as long as there's a certain level of respect. So if, if I choose in my conservative values to say this person was in my view was born a male. And so I'm going to call him, him, even though he prefers to be called she or them or whatever, that's my right. I'm not calling you. I'm not calling you any slurs. I'm just calling you by what I have always deemed as respectfully your title. And so if you got 20 people in a room and five choose to call that person, him and the other 15 have been, taught to respect their wishes you just got to go with that fact that 75% of the population is respecting your wishes and don't demonize the other five the other uh, 20, 25% but first what if I feel like you're a I talk a, I and talk I don't want to call you a <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but we all know that itself is disrespectful yeah like my yeah. things, like you can't call me the N. Like if I'm like I'm not black, I'm African American. It's like, dude, like it, dude. You know, but you, we know that nigger is derogatory or any form of is derogatory. But you know, like yeah, there's gonna be people, and we know there's gonna be people who are gonna try to push the envelope and stuff like that, and they should get all the backlash. Well, then I should be able to, I should be able to call him um, the N word. Well, okay, and see how that works out. But if somebody calls me African American or or black, hell, even somebody calls me colored, I'm gonna look at them crazy. But like, it's like <laughs> you're old. You're like, what the hell, you know? But I'm not saying don't get caught up in it. Like, I'm not saying don't stand up for what you believe in and keep fighting your fight because that 15 might turn to 17 and 18, and eventually there might be one person that's gonna still call you him, but you can't. It shouldn't once again browbeat those people who just aren't willing or ready to conform to something that they grew up in that is not intentionally or because intent, you know, or constitutionally is disrespectful. It's not is nothing wrong. You know, it's not right or wrong. It's a preference like you prefer to be called this. I prefer to continue to say this. Um, I do think when it comes to gender wars, we could use a lot more effectiveness. Oh, yeah. I think both sides are trying to be right. Yes. And, and nobody's listening to one. Of them. That's all it so is. They each have their place depending on what you do. Yeah. I mean, your burden is it's a pissing contest. My burden and my struggles is, is harder than yours. It's so hard to be a woman these days. Oh, man, y'all got it easy. Yada, 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 yada. It's like we'll never get the, anywhere. The racial conversation, the race conversation is never going to go anywhere because we can't have real effective conversations 
And it's not about being right or wrong. It's about finding a solution that can gradually and continuously work and get improve on. Like it's just race relations. If we sat down, it would not improve overnight. Gender relations is not going to improve overnight. We got to get a little bit better. You know, if you're 60% racist, hopefully by the end of the year, you're just, you know, you're, you're 42% racist, you know, like it's just keep working. So Let's go ahead and wrap I, I, it up, fellas. I think, the, uh, I think that the was male, a good episode. The, the male female thing comes from uh, well, we're going back to you. You got to make sure you're right. I don't think either side is really right. They just think they're right. That's why you got to make <laughs> sure said, you're in the right so that you can actually start yeah. making some moves on it. And I, that's what I would say. I think too. What, what, and I'm a firm believer in this that two people can be right and or wrong at the same time. Because that is the problem is if you go listen to and we're not talking about the far left or the far right. If you go listen to somebody who has conservative views and they're truly a good person, somebody who has liberal views or whatever, and you talk to them and you understand why they believe this, they're not bad people. It's this is how they truly feel in their in their world. Their views are absolutely right. You know, I can see how you can be anti, you know, anti-abortion. I can see how you're pro-life, but you also have to. And I can't say you're wrong for being pro-life. But you can't say somebody who's pro uh, pro-choice is wrong either. But we're so busy saying that in itself is wrong. and You're a devil and you're evil and yada, yada, yada. And it's we we don't have real conversations about anything. And that should be the next conversation. When was the last real conversation had about any two opposing views? Last week on Three Brothers No Sense. And you can listen to us on Contentville. <laughs> but dang. <laughs> or any other podcast and platforms. <laughs> Let's go. Go ahead, Rosie. Oh, man. The only thing I got, uh, we're going to close this thing out, but... The, really the only thing I got is I made a post uh, or I shared a post Shawty was like I'm not writing a recommendation letter for you so if you ask the answer is no and I just want to just ask everybody out there pay it for reach back and lift as you climb uh, just because you got your letters because you got in your organization because you got your job or whatever don't forget about the folks that's coming up behind you trying to make it and everything so um i i posted it jokingly but i i actually disagree with that write those recommendation letters write those recommendations letters for your kids those your your you know the folks you know that may be going into pt school or grad school and they need help with that that you know they're trying to get on the police force and they need a recommendation letter like write those letters man if you made it if you got yours help somebody else man always reach back and help somebody else make it however you can uh give back we talk about that a lot and and that is especially as people of color we got to make sure that's that generational thing that we haven't had for a long time right we didn't have those executives that could put in the good word for us we didn't have the the organizations the the really big organizations and somebody there that can write that recommendation letter for us uh the people that in harvard you know harvard graduates and and being able to say yeah i'm gonna write that one so that you can get into harvard too write those letters man 
do what you can. If somebody writes you or asks you, it, it took a lot for them to ask you to write that letter. Uh, so take a few minutes and and write that letter. Or I don't care if you have them drafted and then you just edit it and sign it. Whatever you need to do. But do what you can to help somebody else out, um, you know, this week, next week, uh, through the end of the year. That's what I'm challenging everybody to do. I'm glad you said that because I, I thought you was co-signing her. Oh no, that's why I said well, because it, it was just it was just yeah. funny to me that she said it. Uh, but yeah, it, it's I, and I get it. I, it gets overwhelming too uh, because so I and I and, and I get saying, look, I, I I don't have time to write anymore. I'm sorry. Versus, I'm just not doing it at all for anybody. That that, that yeah. you you do have to find that balance. Yeah, and if it's somebody worthy, then you definitely do should. But I mean we talk about nepotism a lot like it's just as it, you know and we make it such a bad thing but it's when you have the ability to help someone like the people who benefit from it have no problems with it and that's the reason they're so <laughs> freaking far ahead you know the, the 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 times we get to help somebody out we don't and now you got to make sure like i said that person's worthy of it and you might say like hey mono right five letters of recommendations or 10 letters of recommendations this year and it has been 10 worthy people but do it so mm-hmm. yeah and and on the flip side of that kids if d- don't hesitate to ask that uncle ask that person hey can you get help me out i see a lot of times um where kids these days are saying i want to get it on my own i want to do it on my own i don't want to lean on my uncle or whatever i've even had fraternity brothers that literally that is the what we are in the fraternity for is that networking and they'll say well i didn't reach out because i wanted to get it on my own that's stupid that (laughs) really is stupid reach out use your network use what you have uh to get ahead so um so Ferg's question on the show was interesting because uh it's how i wanted to end it (laughs) Someone shared a uh, video with me of a guy following a woman from the store to her car and she's like recording him and, you know, just constantly telling him like, no, I'm good. Please leave me alone. And he's like, but I'm a nice guy and I help women out all the time and you just need to get to know me. She tries to get in her car. He goes to the passenger side to try to get in. Um... Whenever I bring up these social media posts, by the way, too, I always have to state the disclaimer. If it is real, because people, everybody does everything for clout these days. So let me just put that out there. If the video is real, I just want to tell my fellow brothers, don't be rapey. Like, <laughs> if a woman gives you any very variation of I'm good, no thanks, let it be. Like, just move on. Like, there's no convincing her, no but this, no but that. Let her be. It, it's it's too many acts of violence, and and women are already a lot of women are already on edge when it comes to situations like that when they're by themselves. And the main thing I want to mention is in the comments because the comments can be so disgusting on things like this. Is everybody's always t- suggesting what the woman should do? Well. Just just open up your driver's side door with your key. Don't unlock it with the key fob. That way he can't get in the passenger. You should have stayed in the store. You shouldn't be by yourself. That's why you should carry a gun. I assume most of y'all are trying to help. 
But we need to start telling our fellas, just don't do that shit in the first place. <laughs> That's it. We never tell the guy what he shouldn't do. We always telling the woman what she should do, how she could have did this better. Guys, stop being rapey. That'll solve a lot of this shit right there. Preach. Stop being racy. Rapey. That's the message for the day. Um, mine's real quick. I've never felt sorry for any other NFL team fans ever in my life. Ever. But <laughs> Jets. <laughs> Monday, Monday night, four plays into the Jets' first drive. I felt their pain. And I'm not even a discount double check Aaron Rodgers fan. I mean, I respect his uh, his ability, but, you know, he's annoying. He beat my team a couple of times. Um, but I was just like, man. So my heart goes out to the, all the Jets fans. They were talking all their noise, which was deserved because they haven't had a real squad for a minute. And, and with that being said, Three Brothers No Sense, your favorite barbershop style podcast. Six Rules of Podcast. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment, and most importantly, listen again. Talk to you next week. <laughs>